I'm Dr. V. And I'm Dr. A. Two doctors on a mission to answer your burning questions about burning sensations and all things science. This is What the Woo. Last year, influenza killed 80,000 people in the United States alone. That's enough people to fill every seat in AT&T Stadium. It was the worst flu season in 40 years. The effectiveness of the vaccine varies from year to year, but studies have consistently shown that vaccinated adults who do get the flu have shorter hospital stays, fewer deaths, and are 60% less likely to be admitted to the ICU. Despite these facts, woo peddlers are scaring thousands of people into avoiding this life-saving measure. What's up with that? That's today on What the Woo. So I watched the Golden Globes this weekend. Did you? No, I didn't. Well, there was this awesome part where they actually sent people into the audience and said, free flu shots. Who wants one? <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. And, and it was it was really funny because they were trying to reassure people. There's all these women walking around in lab coats and everybody's giving them the side eye like, is this a joke? And like, no, it's real. Like, these are technicians from the Rite Aid and we have flu vaccines <laughs> because they know that celebrities are all about woo and everybody is scared of the flu was gwyneth paltrow there i'm sure she was hiding under the table if (laughs) we're all gonna die yeah yeah so i don't know if it was like sandra o's time on Grey's anatomy that got her thinking about that but i was just i was so excited to see a big media event actually like kind of doing it jokingly but still like you guys normalizing it like this doesn't have to be a big deal no no i got mine oh gosh september Mm -hmm. my flu shot Uh, i think i got mine in september too while i was at costco yeah it's so easy (laughs) super easy and like it's it's not even that big of a deal no doesn't it doesn't hurt when it goes in although i have to say i always get a little bit of a sore arm the next day but then it's still better than dying (laughs) <laughs> totally better than dying. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's astonishing to me. I was talking with the pharmacist because I got mine at CVS. Like okay. my doctor's like, you can come in, but you know, it's kind of a pain in the butt. Just go to your Ralph's or your local drug. Everybody has them. And the pharmacist was saying, you know, this is so good that you came in now because every year everybody says no. Like they ask mm-hmm. me every time I pick up a prescription, do you want one? No, 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 no. And then January hits. People start keeling over, and then there's a big right. rush, and they run out. And by them. the way, like, number one, half the time we're out of flu vaccine when people are dying. Yeah. Number two, like, it still takes a while. It's not like, oh, I went to Ralph's, got my vaccine, and, like, tomorrow I'm, like, immune to the flu. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like you didn't know it was coming. Right. It, it Every fucking year, people. Every yes. fucking year. Every year. Yeah. Speaking of immune to the flu i feel like that's where things go wrong right because everyone thinks that you get your flu shot and so then you should never get flu and if you get sick well then flu shot doesn't quote you know work for you yeah they they look at it so what was it maybe two years ago that was one of the lower efficacy years it was something like 20 Mm percent and it seems like people have a a really big misconception of what that means. They think that it's like on or off, right? You're either completely immune to the flu or you're going to get it full board. Like they don't understand that 20% just means like maybe it's 20% less 
severe. Right. And I mean, the whole efficacy numbers are kind of a misnomer anyways, right? Because um, we get our efficacy numbers early in our flu season. Where are those numbers coming from? Australia's flu season. Yeah. And that's because their their summers and winters are opposite ours, right? Absolutely. And, you know, so we're, we're taking Australia's flu season and we're using that to guide us here. But again, the numbers that are posted are too early for us. So even that year when it was, you know, 20% and the media was going crazy, turns out by the end of the U.S.'s flu season, our numbers were a lot higher than that. And our efficacy was higher than that. And again, efficacy, as you said, doesn't mean that you're not going to get the flu. It means that you're not going to die. Yeah, I love it when people sort of, they love to throw out that one, like, fallacy saying, oh my God, you know, I heard of this one person in Poughkeepsie who got the flu vaccine and died of the flu. And it's like, okay, but you had you never heard about the like other three million right. who, who didn't the die. Vaccine, who didn't die. And so like when I hear somebody say, I got the vaccine and I still got the flu, I always feel like you should be the most grateful because you're probably the person who was, you know, going to die. Who needed it. Yeah. Yeah. And so you still got it, but you got it less severely. And so I think when um, when I'm always talking to people about getting the flu vaccine and, and you say why you get it, like obviously it's to protect um, the elderly, the immunocompromised, or whomever is the most susceptible can't get a flu vaccine that year. But that doesn't really, for whatever reason, people are just like not, they don't care. They're just like, I don't. Right. Yeah, screw them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not worried that, about other. I'm worried about me. I'm worried about me of dying of the flu vaccine. And yet there's still a lot of benefit for you, too, even when it's not 100 percent effective. Like, well, yeah. And let's talk about the fact that, well, this year it's looking to be an H1N1 dominant year, which means that's the swine flu, the one that like killed off a shit ton of people in 2009. And by the way, the people that it was killing off was like, college kids and young, healthy adults. It wasn't your typical, you know, little kiddos and old fogies. And and so it's really important to understand that, to understand that, that while you think generally that it's, you know, youngins and people um, that are old and susceptible to illness anyways, that we do have these strains that kill off the folks that think they don't need vaccines because they're young and healthy anyways. Yeah, there was just something in the news here in San Diego about a woman who was, I think, 24. And she was already um, sort of a minor celebrity because she was a, a commentator on, on the news. And one of the things that she... I guess it's spoken out about in the past was that vaccines are poison. So we can yeah. probably extrapolate that she did not get the vaccine. Um, and I would never gloat over the death of somebody. No, it's um, all tragic, right? It is tragic. But it also sort of underscores that, you know, th this isn't a game. No, absolutely. And, you know, the same goes for uh, there are some people in my family, maybe, that are anti-vaxxers. Mm. Um, that has been a strong point of contention. And, um, you know, it's vaccines cause autism, which we all know is not correct. No. And, and, you know, the doctor that published that was actually funded by lawyers who were trying to sue vaccine manufacturers. Oh, Wakefield. Bad news bears. Yeah. 
But so anyways, unfortunately, uh, a family member who did not vaccinate their child, their child has autism. I think that, you know, is sad, but it also is underscores, look, shitty things happen to people and it doesn't, we, we don't blame these things on vaccines, you know? Well, maybe it was because he was around somebody who had a vaccine and that's why I got autism. <laughs> yes. Autism by proxy. You know, Andrew yeah. Wakefield is dating Ellen McPherson now. No, I did not know that. I, I don't think I even realized he was alive. I don't feel like the universe should reward him for the awful things he's done God. with a supermodel. I thought he was in Ella. prison or something. Ella, come on. Oh, that makes me sad. Is it? Is it the Andrew Wakefield? Yeah. I'd like to believe that it was just someone who shares his name or like his cousin who was also named Andrew Wakefield. No, I, I'm pretty sure it's it's him. I was really shocked when I saw that too. But yeah, I don't I don't know how they sort of met up or if they like bonded over their love of woo, apparently. <laughs> At an anti vax convention. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Jenny McCarthy invited them to it. Right. Oh God. But yeah, I mean it it is fascinating. And so every year we sort of have this discussion and people always fall back on on the same fears, right? So they're, they say that I'm going, I, I, I'm going to get the flu from the vaccine, which is... Well, that just can't happen. Yeah. I mean, so there was a point where actually it possibly could happen. Um, a few years ago, we stopped using um, a live attenuated vaccine. Um, that live attenuated virus was only in nasal flu vaccination. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. So and nasal flu vaccination was actually never super popular, but it was only live attenuated virus in nasal flu. So that's the only one that you could possibly get it. And again, um, you know, that's why for folks that got that nasal vaccine, you were always told like, oh, if there's a pregnant woman in your house, don't get this vaccine. If, you know, grandma with kidney disease lives with you, don't get this. Um, you know, all of those things. Uh, but we actually stopped using it, gosh, three, four years ago now because of decreased efficacy, actually. Yeah, I, I remember hearing that. So it, yeah. it's kind of interesting that the live virus was less effective than the attenuated one. Yeah, and uh, handy factoid, I'm part of the um, the vaccine coalition for the county. So I get all of these, like, you know, interesting education and stats about um, flu because I'm a flu nerd and I kind of love this stuff. And, uh, you know, they were thinking that it was just like a preparation issue and they have worked this year. There is one that is on the market that's a live attenuated virus, but I don't think anyone's really carrying it. Um, yeah, I haven't heard of it. But but the big thing, the point is that people still say, oh, I got a shot, you know, via needle, not in my nose. I got a, a needle vaccination of flu and I got sick right after. You can't tell me I didn't get the flu. Well, there's a couple of reasons why you might have gotten sick. Number one, you have a vigorous immune response and you should throw Yay. a party. Yeah, this is exciting. Worked like, as directed. You know, you got a fever. Awesome. That fever is your immune system's response to a foreign body. Like, you know, yay, it's working. Or the other option is that, yes, you might have gotten exposed to a virus, be it influenza or, you know, common colds, and you don't have full um, immunity or, or 
you know, your immune system is not working at its full capacity after a shot until weeks after. So, you know, in that two week window or whatever, you could have totally gotten, you know, exposed to flu at work or at school and got flu. So this is something that that I hear a lot, too. Um, People sort of use flu as the shorthand for any time you feel crappy. And so they're like, I got the flu, but what they had was a cold. Or like they ate a bad clam. Stomach flu? Yeah. Like that's not a thing. So what happens in the body when you actually have – I have never had – I keep saying I have the flu, I have Ebola. Like I say all these horrible right. things that aren't true and every time it's just like a cold. What does influenza actually do to the body? So, um, well, I mean you can look – like when your husband gets the cold – and that's <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's flu. the flu. Um, <laughs> that reaction is what you feel for normal folks. Um, so no, it's basically so this is like a cold on steroids. So you have runny nose, you have headache, you have um, you know a cough, possibly shortness of breath. Um, but the big thing is, is you get a fever. You usually get a big fever. So we're looking at something above 102 degrees. Um, also body aches. Generally with a cold, you don't feel like you were run over by a Mack truck. Mm-hmm. But with flu, you totally do. And you're miserable. Um, colds usually last three to five days. Um, influenza can last weeks. Um, and, you know, there is a little bit, some folks get nausea, vomiting, or diarrhea. That's like super low on the list of symptoms, though, because most of the times it's uh, the symptoms are just like your common cold, but worse. And I think people, like our memory is so short, right? Because I remember the pictures and it was only a year ago, feels like a decade ago, where they were showing pictures on the news of like flu tents out Mm -hmm. in the parking lot because so many people got so sick so fast. Okay, I watched Contagion. Have you seen that? I did. So I taught a course this last summer at UCSD, and it was about viruses. And um, yeah, we showed that in our in our course. Scared the bejesus out of me, but I think it is a likely scenario, right? I mean, um, absolutely. So between that and then, have you ever played, I think it's called Pandemic, on your computer? I have not, but um, the kids in my course actually talked a lot about it. Oh my God, it's so much fun because you get to play the virus. Yeah, and they were talking about like mutating. Yeah, it's amazing, but I think everybody should do that to realize like just how gnarly this is. And the only reason we haven't all like died a billion deaths is that we have been lucky so far and haven't had... When you talk to public health experts and you say what scares you more than anything, they're like, you know, uh, one that skips species like with a domestic animal, like a dog one, that's super, super virulent in people, right? So correct me if I'm wrong here, but like usually when we talk about um, the, the flu, we sort of, there's a couple different elements that go into it that um, mandate how bad it is. So one is how contagious it is, right? Yes. And then the second one is, when you're exposed, how likely is it to make you sick? So both of those things come into play. How easy it is to spread and how likely it is to make you sick. Yeah. And if you dig even deeper, like that easily spread, easy spreadability is really about how does a virus mutate to adapt to its host? And that's where we get the really scary flu, like swine flu, where it came from um, an animal that 
and it had uh, some genetic modification in there, and then it became able to be spread to farm workers. Yeah, so if you could potentially have a flu vaccine that was really mild in dogs, right, that was easily spreadable, and yet once it jumps over into people, it could be really, really cause quite a high morbidity or, or mortality, and then... Flu virus, not flu vaccine. I'm sorry. It's okay. No biggie. I'm, I'm like so pro-vaccine I know, right I know. We're just putting it everywhere. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. That's the, that's the big scary thing, though, right, is that we have a flu disease that people don't recognize that, you know, their best friend, dog, who sleeps with them every night has, and that it, it jumps from Fido to, you know, Susie. Yeah, and so we have we do have flu viruses in dogs. There hasn't been um, any documentation of it jumping over to people yet, but it's you know random, right? It could happen anytime. We've gotten it from pigs. We've gotten it from birds. Um, there's there actually was a, a significant new influenza virus that just started in in 2015, and for a long time, and there, there were two different strains. So there was the um, H3N2 and H3N8. Not that that matters um, for anyone who isn't a nerd, but the H3N2 was not really that big of a deal. And so nobody worried about it that much. Um, But then in 2015, um, there was an outbreak that started in Chicago and these dogs were actually getting really, really sick. And that's when they realized that there was a second strain and it's interesting um, for for dogs because people ask about about the um, the vaccine for that, and there is a vaccine that's available for for either strain. And the new one, we've the um, the virus is still sort of traveling from area to area, and you sort of see it poking up first in like dog shows, right? That's sort of how it's been spreading around. Yeah, right, because they're oh, and they're in close proximity. So it's just it's very very interesting to see when you talk about um, clusters and how these vaccines spread. We think of flu as a winter thing, but in dogs it's a summer thing because that's when people are traveling with their pets. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there's all sorts of different things that go into it, but when people ask, you know, a year ago I wasn't saying to get the vaccine, but all of a sudden it's starting to pop up in different places around the country. If you have a dog who's boarding, get it because a hundred percent of dogs who are exposed actually become viremic, like they get infected. They're not all, they don't all get severely ill, but it's not like you're exposed and then you, you pass it over like the dogs are, they, they got it. It's crazy. Okay. So they're, they're showing symptoms when they get the virus. It's not like how we get a virus and, you know, I can spread flu to someone else even if I don't look sick. Yeah, yeah. So it is very, very highly contagious. And so imagine if there's just one little tweak. Oh, I know. And I mean, I sleep with both of my chihuahuas next right. to me in bed. And, yeah. And I, I hate to admit it, but I get a lot they of... They sneeze in your face. They do all the things you A lot of chihuahua kisses. A lot of chihuahua kisses. Yeah, I mean... That's, that is so frightening. You know, when we also, we talk about other ways that, you know, 
we could kill off a lot of people quickly, you know, besides uh, having flu that jumps from domesticated animal to human. You know, the other thing that is lovely about flu is that it isn't stable in the air for a super long time. Um, Unlike, let's say, measles. (laughs) You know, measles is stable for over three hours. So generally with flu, like if someone's coughing and sniffling around me, you know, I'm like, hey, don't look, breathe deeply, you know, and I <laughs> kind of move away and and I decrease my exposure that way. But if flu was a hardier vaccine that stuck around. The virus. Oh, God. <laughs> see, I no, did it no, too. No, no, no. Shoot. No, this is good. Yeah. You know, we're subliminally. We're like vaccine, vaccine, vaccinating, vaccine, vaccinating. vaccine. Yes. So <laughs> if flu was a hardier virus. It's um, contagious. Yeah. Our, it, our would, it would be a big problem like I mean that's how the measles uh you know outbreak happened at Disneyland is because someone had measles and uh you know you stand in long lines for hours on end but the thing is is that you know they're coughing and sneezing and doing gross things with their body fluids and spreading them on handrails and that wouldn't be a big deal with flu, right? Because generally when the goobered person is away, but a couple minutes later, flu is not stable. But with measles, it sticks around for hours. So you don't have your like antenna up to be like, I'm not touching where that gross kid with the snot touch. What about cold viruses? So in general, cold viruses are about as stable as flu. So, so what, what you're saying, saying is... Every time I get on a plane and I take out my wet wipes and I wipe everything down, it's a waste of time. No, you're not crazy. I mean, like, the thing is, is it's still important. Like, besides the fact that there's just bacteria. You should see. Have you ever done that and, like, wiped your tray down and seen what it looks like? Like, people will laugh at me until I hold up the thing and then they're like, can I have one? Yes. There's, like, green things that come off those trays. And your your seatbelt buckle. Mm-hmm. I don't touch a grocery store uh, cart without wiping it down and not just the handle of the cart. I actually wipe around the whole edge of the cart because how many kids hold on to the edge of your cart when mama is shopping? Um, and yeah, I have looked at those wipes and it's pretty hideous. Yeah. <laughs> hand sanitizer, wash your hands, get your vaccine and live. Good plan. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to our WooCast on iTunes, Google Play, or directly on our website at whatthewoopodcast.com. You can email us at contact at whatthewoopodcast.com or go to our website and fill out the contact form there. We'd love to hear from you. What the Woo is an educational podcast and is not a substitute for professional care and advice. Please seek appropriate medical care for any health care concerns. Opinions expressed are solely those of the doctors and not those of any sponsors or employers. Thanks for listening. See you next time on What the Woo.